Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hands. Did you just wake up from a nap? I just woke up from a nap. Yes. <laughs> Me too. I'm very disoriented. Me too. It's been a it's been a while since I've taken a nap like that, but I guess it was needed. I don't know. It's. <laughs> My 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 last few days have kind of been a weird blur, but also this morning was like um, a nice way to start the day. In that, I had a lot of work to do last night, mm-hmm. but I fell asleep, uh-huh. and I woke up at like seven thirty in the morning. Okay, and I ended up just doing all the work I had to do last night. But instead, I did it at a logical time. <laughs> I did it at like seven thirty in the morning. I just sat at the dining table and I sat there for like. Until like ten a.m. As opposed to like two o'clock in the morning, you mean like seven thirty? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was like doing work from seven thirty to like ten, and then like I think that's no to like eleven, and I think that's why, like I just completely crashed. And he took a siesta. Yeah, like a few hours ago, and you can even hear that. You know, like the nasal. Yeah, mine too. Can that's what you can hear me. This is a sleepy hang. Hello. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I took a power nap. I legit like. At 5.05, I was like, all right, set my alarm for 5.20. <laughs> do those work for you? They do, actually. Yeah? What's the yeah. optimal time for a power nap? I would say, like, maybe, like, 20, at very exact, right? Maybe, like, 22 minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Just enough to, like, I mean, there's that whole thing. I think it was, like, uh, Einstein or so, one of those smart people who would, like, hold their keys in their hand, lie back, and whenever they let go of their keys, they would, like, wake up. Like, that's too short for me. Right. In other words, they just fall asleep. And like, right. that's enough restfulness. But I need to have like just a little bit of a... right. I think it's right before you dip into REM is what I think I've noticed. Right. So yeah, I try to like 25 20 minutes. Any longer than that, then it's like you're gone for the whole day. But just yeah. like of that 20 minutes, you're just like, boop. Just a little bit of a... As I feel like I'm Mario and I just ate a mushroom. And I'm like... Right. Doop, 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 doop. right. It hasn't kicked in yet. Yeah. Like I I aspire to, to be one of those people that can take 10, 20 minute power naps. No, you it's, just sleep. Yeah, it's really hard. I, think I, I don't think you nap. I think you just sleep. Yeah, it's my. It's because of my lack of uh, 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 a healthier sleep pattern. I'm guessing mm. because um, the the times where I have had healthier sleep patterns, I do recall like ten, twelve minute naps being very, very helpful. Yeah, yeah. It's like a magic thing. It's hard to describe because sometimes like. Um, uh, like you try to fall asleep for like two hours straight and nothing happens. Mm. Whereas sometimes like you try 
you, know, you try to take a nap and like you're dreaming within like 30 seconds. Have you ever had those? Within 30 seconds? No, well, there, well, there, like there have been times. Where it feels like you've entered like some kind of uh, uh, dream state. Right. And then you realize that it has barely been like five minutes. You know that kind Th- of There thing? are times where I like lay down for a nap and I wake up like, you know, 25 minutes later. I'm like, hey, I had a dream. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. I love That's those. Weird. I love those like mini, like, 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 like. Like a little adventure, dream webisode, little side quest, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a life side quest. It's like a, it's like a Instagram episode, <laughs> you know. It's just like a little three minute <laughs> little TikTok, side. little TikTok exactly, nap. Yeah. exactly, a little side adventure. But do you ever feel like you know how like when you're like sleepy and you like you feel your eyes getting heavy and you like start to like fall asleep, right? Do you ever do that? But like, what what happens to me, which is similar to what I think you're talking about, is like I'll like start to get sleepy and then my mind will become a dream and I'll wake up like that. Mm-hmm. Like you'll have like a, th- a three second dream. Yeah, those see, are weird. Yeah, but like that's what I'm talking about. But the thing about those three second dreams is sometimes they feel as real and fleshed out as, as life, like as or as a full dream, as like a full dream. Because yeah. like my my brain feels the same, my body kind of reacts to it the same way. It's hard to explain. But like, what's your sense of time like? Like, are you asleep for five minutes, but like you feel like you had like a three hour dream? It depends. Sometimes if I have like a short nap, but it but. It, it comes with a dream. Uh, like, it feels like a much deeper sleep. That's cool. Like, it feels like my body was just asleep for at least, like, an hour. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Those It's it's rare. It's rare for that to happen, but it's kind of fascinating when it does. Because mm-hmm. I know for a fact that I didn't sleep for more than, like, ten minutes. But that dream felt like it went on all night. Right. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Those are interesting. I I think dreams in general. I mean, like uh, one day we should get like a a, a dream yeah. analyzer here or something. Let's and, like, do that. Really break shit down. Man, I feel like my dreams have taken a turn lately. They're very like maybe it's because I've been writing so many sketches, but they seem my dreams such seem more like structurally sound. Right. Like my characters seem more complex somehow. Right. Like they're making decisions. I can't I can't recall any, but I remember that when I wake up, I'm like, wow. Yeah. That was that was an interesting turn of phrase. That is my your brain like efficiently like like churning out like the the B and the C as well. Putting or is them it in just, archetypes, or is it just the A plot? All I think it's way? mostly A plot, but it's just like like there's like there's like a there's a there's a, within my dream there's like a subconscious narrative and there's like a, a meeting with the goddess and stuff. Right, it's pretty cool. Right. Are you able to keep track of the whole hero's journey? <laughs> like, or does it kind of jump like snippets. around? It's yeah, like snippets. It, it tends to be snippets, right? It's, never it's like, like meta. a clean circle. It's like, oh, you're, I'm meeting my mentor right now. She's like, yeah. that's happening. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It's been, a, it's been a while since I've had like a dream that really stuck on there. You know, like, mm. re, like the, you know, the ones that you just, it, it, it fucks you up a little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think I mostly had those when I was a kid. Yeah? Like, Not you know, as an adult? Th- not really. Nothing really comes to mind. Yeah. Like, not at all. No, I guess I had more vivid uh, dreams when I was a child. Mm, you might want to look into that. I don't think there's anything wrong with me. <laughs> no, no, I don't think there's anything <laughs> wrong, but, like, it's... I think you might want to look into, like... My lost childhood? No, like, how to dream cooler. How to dream cooler. Yeah. There is the... Yeah, I think we, we talked about this in the podcast, right? Of me, like, I wanted to, like, learn how to lucid dream. Yeah. It just seems very difficult. And all I've, the all yeah. the websites seem fucking fake and shit. I've tried. I've tried. It doesn't work. It doesn't no, but work. I'm talking about like there's literal like you know practical things you can do with uh, 
like what you eat, the timing of how you yeah. what you eat, mm-hmm. uh, what time you sleep, how long you sleep. There's all these scientific things that you can do to kind of like, um, uh, whether, uh, you know, the stuff that you put in your body that affects like the, what, the dreams that you create. I feel like, I don't know if I'm making this up or not, but what if like all your dreams are like an insight into like your alternate lives in the parallel universes? Right. And I just have less of them. You have less, so you've less died. alternate, yeah. Like you've died more times, yeah. So there's less. Makes of sense. You. Like when I was a kid, there's like billions of me. Now there's just millions, right, or something. Whatever happened to infinite possibilities? They they died, <laughs> right? <laughs> you have infinite minus, minus the ones that died, minus a, a, a smaller infinite. <laughs> oh my god, maybe, maybe. Um, I don't like the idea of parallel universes just because it. It's kind of like the wishing stone in Wonder Woman 84. You know, it just yep. kind of makes everything boring. Claw. Yeah, it just kind of makes everything boring because nothing is, like, you know, sacred anymore. Is it? Is that what it means? No, I don't know. Like, in my head, at least, a parallel dimension, parallel universe theory yeah. makes it so that because everything is possible, nothing is impossible. Therefore, nothing is worth doing because everything is or isn't. That's weird because at this moment, an alternate Nathan is making the exact opposite argument. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say right now, hello everyone, and li- welcome to episode 159 of the Good Hang Podcast. I'm John. Hey, and I'm Nathan. And, and uh, just real quick, apologies for last week's uh, lack of an episode. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was a busy week. Um, for both of us. It was just one of those times where it's just a perfect storm of shit for both of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But man... But actually, we were we were catching up. Like we had like the other night, Nathan and I had like a, an unrecorded friendship talk. Yes, and he was like, he was like, John, you seem to be busy with classes. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been teaching a lot, man. It's been so good and so great, but it's also heightened my desire. And I know some of my students listen, so hi guys. But I'm also Uh-oh. like, oh no, it's good though. It's good. They're all really good. I love you all, okay. you, especially you. You know who you are. All right. Um, but I was like, damn, I really want to perform. I really fucking miss performing. Right. I feel like I'm dying. I feel like a distant father to your students. Like an uncle, perhaps? Now that I know that they listen, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of them were over here, and they were like, hey, it's Nathan. And you're like, hey. <laughs> I was like, keep that safe distance. Keep yeah. the dream alive. Yeah. I just don't know how to talk to new people. That's fair. Um, <laughs> it's, that's a COVID thing. But yeah, man, we've been performing a lot. Improv Company, uh, shout out. They've yeah. been we've been putting a lot of work, so we've been putting up showcases for these kids, and it's pretty cool, right? I've had a couple of things that have been cropping up, which have been interesting, and it's it's a pattern of sorts, which is a couple of things, which is a couple of students like asking me to coffee and like wanting to get my like life advice, and I'm right. like, I don't feel qualified for this, but this is kind of cool. Uh-huh. Actually, no, weirdly, I do feel qualified now. It's just I feel uncomfortable with feeling qualified. Does that right. make sense? It's like they're like, oh, should I dip into the arts? How do we become a better person? How do we become a better performer? And I'm like, all right, right. Let me I'm, just let me just start right. spouting some bullshit. And I'm like, oh wait, as the bullshit comes out, I'm like, wait, this kind of makes sense. This uh, is like advice I would follow. It's good bullshit. That's good bullshit. It's like people write self help books. Yeah. <laughs> Every self help book writer is like, hey, some good bullshit. Good bullshit. <laughs> just take out their voice recorder. <laughs> some good bullshit. All right. Um, but so it's been good. Uh, fuck, fuck, I had a question and I completely forgot what it was. Uh, nope, lost it. Cool. But mm. I do know that I am, like, that's a great place to be at because I know I am not at that place to yeah. feel, like, qualified to give life advice. Yeah. Well, not to people who ask for it. 
<laughs> yeah, you you guys listening at home, you never asked for this. Yeah, you never asked for it. So like, I can't say I don't give life advice because this exists. But like, I I don't feel qualified to give it to people who would specifically ask me for it. Like even in like areas that you are quote unquote an expertise, like the things that you feel like you're best at in life, like music, I guess. No. Like, would you not feel comfortable? Or no, like? oh, no, no, no. Especially with music. I feel like I, like the more I learn, I feel, I'm really figuring out Like, I know fuck all. What about cooking? Uh, like, is there a balance between competency and caring that like you feel like you, you is there some kind of like Venn diagram where there's an area where you would feel comfortable giving advice? I don't know. I think the concept of teaching people, like r- literally being in a room and imparting mm-hmm. knowledge of people is just so foreign to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so foreign to me that like I don't understand how um, my brain relates to it, if that right. makes sense. Because it's just not a thing that I do. Yeah. Uh, f- I mean, it's like, kind of yeah. funny because like I, I guess I've been, I've been teaching that for, I guess, going on three years now. And I didn't realize at first it was just like, oh, I, you know, I know how to improv. I can teach some people how to do that. And now I'm like, I feel like I'm a teacher. Like a lot of people view me as a teacher. So it's a kind of been a weird journey. And like, yeah, I guess you just, have been doing, you have been kind of doing a lot more of it in yeah. like the last four months. Which I've been three, really enjoying. Months. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's a mix of like taking stuff my teachers told me. Right. And then putting my little spin on it. And then that's your thing. Like that's what teaching is really. It's just passing on. That experience. Right. That's all teaching is. Right. Advising via experience. And then letting them do their thing and find, hoping they find their own way. Mm. It's fun. It's very satisfying. Mm. But I also miss performing. Like, I feel like, like, I, like, I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it like a slight performative element to, to, sure, to sure, teaching? Sure. And sure. there's also like a performative element in like all the videos that y'all been, like the sketches that y'all been shooting. Yeah, that's what I mean though. But yeah. I think a, part, a lot of it is that it's like, it's like kind of like peripheral to just straight up performing on stage. So either you just, improvise you just or scripted. miss like immediate gratification. No, it's not the gratification. <laughs> it's like the, oh, I mean, it's gratification in the sense that yeah. of like playing a yeah, role. Yeah, I'm not talking about just like, you know, yay me, but like, you know, the gratification of being able to interact with like a, a living breathing person in your space and like being able to get that immediate response every no, I, i'm getting that i'm second. getting that as well i'm getting that from from teaching i'm getting i i'm getting that from like a lot of things but like yeah just the legit the specific role of like i'm on a team or i'm in a cast and we're doing a thing together like right. and it's great and mm. i can you, I'll, um, Serene Chen, this uh, lovely actress who I worked with a couple a while back, mm. she likened her career because she does a couple different things. She performs, she does VO, she does corporate work, blah blah blah. She like likened it to each. I asked her like, "Do you like one more than the other, or like do you do you focus on one or the other?" She's like, "No, no, no." The way I view it is that it's like it's like I'm a farmer, and these are my four fields. And one's if one's getting a little too overworked, I focus on this field, and that's for me the healthiest. Uh, farm which is you know her whole person right. and i'm like great so i'm like for me i just feel like my acting field is just very like rocky and like sad whereas my teaching thing is like full of like animals and bountiful fruit and yeah but that's just, that's just kind of the journey it takes right to, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to expect both of those things to to flourish would be selfish yeah but it's it's about know? it's about <laughs> turning my focus now to that other yeah. field but it's like i yeah. feel like i'm getting resistance in a lot of ways and it'll happen opportunity it'll happen yeah there's a couple of things happening that i'm pretty excited about hopefully it'll happen I can talk about soon once like 
I, I, I know, like, it's, it, it, it was easy to say, like, oh, it'll be fine once everything goes back to normal. But, like, realistically, the, like, a lot more opportunities will come up once, like, there's less restrictions on sure. shooting even. Sure. And, like, there's more opportunities to do things, like, more, more, more places to open up and all that. It's just the opportunities right now are scarce. Like, yeah. even within the music industry, which, honestly, didn't have a lot of, like, live things um, you know, other than like live performances, the music industry has a lot other options to like push content out there. Mm-hmm. But the opportunities in general have just become a lot less, even over there. Even mm-hmm. though it doesn't require live performing and all. Sure. Um, so that's just across the board what it is. Plus, everyone's just listening to K-pop, you know. Pretty much, yeah. Do you think that's a thing? Like people are like, like singer, folksy singer songwriters from Ireland are like not getting opportunities because everyone's so into K-pop. Well, what's most likely going to happen is that that folksy Irish singer-songwriter ends up Doing writing a song K-pop. for the K-pop yeah, group. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and then they just translate the lyrics and, and top line over it or something. Um, hey, the translating lyrics has become less of a thing, man. Dynamite? Jeez. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't fully make my point there. Yeah. <laughs> Dynamite was like a, it's an impeccable piece of piece of English writing. Yeah, it's like yeah. totally scratched lyrics. That's just like, yeah, this is it. I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Really? But it's a great song. Love it. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Isn't that crazy that it doesn't need to make sense? Like, there's people out there slaving away over, like, whether that should be, like... An of or an o or whatever. like whatever. You know? They're slaving over the minutia. Thanks a lot, Lin-Manuel Miranda. You're not necessary. Yeah, and then, like, a song like Dynamite comes along and it smashes... And it's it's unexplainable, like like the relationship between like the human ear and music is so it's a complex one. Yeah, it's a very complex one. I think that's the point is that it's complex. Yeah, it's emotional. But it, I mean, it makes sense that like if people can enjoy music in Korean, a language most people don't understand. Yeah, surely they can enjoy music that's in English that they do understand. But it's gibberish. Mm-hmm. Speaking of though, have you seen have you heard Itzy's English translations to their songs? No, I've I'm been s- very out of touch with the K-pop world. Yeah, yeah. I'm very thankful for K-pop just for, like, broadening, like what you said, for broadening people's horizons. Mm. Because, like, I think that's just um, a healthy thing to yeah. happen. Yeah. Like, like, it's like how if, if, you, uh, if you never understood what Russian food was, you know, um, I'm going somewhere with this now. I'm, I'm waiting. I promise you. <laughs> it's like if you never grew up understanding what Russian food was, the Russian culture and Russian people are always going to seem very distant and mysterious. Yeah. As opposed to like if in your neighborhood there was a Russian just restaurant, the, just the borscht, the borscht yeah, like a Russian restaurant, and that that you that you would occasionally go to from from childhood, like you will have a slightly better understanding. Of For like, sure. Yeah. Just just opening worlds. Exactly. So like I, I'm I'm grateful to K-pop for that. Yeah. Because a lot of young people are into it as well. And That's that invaluable. Means, yeah, their, their yeah. Pers- per, um, perspective is broadening as well. Because I remember being such an asshole kid about, like, music tastes. Mm-hmm. Of, like, oh, were, if you, you don't, were you, like, a snob? Not, not outwardly, mm-hmm. but I would judge people. Snobbish tendencies. Yeah, I would judge people for what they listened to because mm-hmm. I thought I was listening to all the coolest music. Yeah. Um, and I thought that if you're listening to, you know, X, Y, Z... It would. It was just you know. Ooh, that's. Mm, you know, I would be super judgy over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just like you know, kid shit. You know, just what makes people happy. You know. Yeah, it's like like. But when I remember like being fourteen, fifteen years old, and like, like 
being one of those people that was like judgy over other people's music tastes. And it only really sunk in like around like 20 or something, yeah, no, yeah. like 19 or 20, maybe earlier. Yeah. That's a bit too late. I can't remember. But it really sunk in like around that time that like music is such a subjective and personal experience that I can't place my own on other people. Sure. You know, which is um, not particularly deep, but I didn't understand it at the time. Sure. You know, sure, sure, sure. it's like a very simple lesson, but I just didn't see it at the time. Huh. And, and like, um, I'm, yeah, I'm just happy that like people have, did you, is that, is that what you discovered in Berkeley? No, it was, was like it was, no, it was early. It was definitely earlier than Berkeley. I might have been a bit off of like the, the class one subjective music is subjective. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just I, there was a certain point where I just like stopped judging people for their music tastes yeah. because like I can like some bullshit too, and that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And like, who's to say what's bullshit and what's not? But it's like it's about like being able to like look at the whole perspective and giving them credit, right? Because if people are like, "Oh, you're into K-pop," but like, what do you, what are your, what assumptions are you making that what you're a sheeple that you just like what's cool? I don't know, but it's, is it also like, oh, you're open to different cultures, you're okay to enjoy things that you don't understand on a lang- linguistic level, right? Like, what is the thought process behind mocking people for their tastes and stuff? Oh no, but that's why that's what I'm saying. Yeah. With, with the K-pop thing, you're standing on less ground mm-hmm. because of like, ooh, you like K-pop, you like other cultures and like uh, trying to understand things that might not be familiar to yeah. you as opposed to last time when you were like ew you like Britney Spears it's, you know it cuts a little deeper look sometimes I run <laughs> uh, I still haven't watched that Britney documentary have you? Framing? Framing? Britney no is, is it it seems like it'd be very sad is it is, is there new information that I can't get from like a 30 minute YouTube video? I, I think it's like collated everything and I think there's been recent developments right like she recently lost is some it? kind of legal thing oh man like she tried to get independence from her father and lost her I don't know it'd probably be worth a watch right and check it out I think it's, the crux of the story would just be Britney Spears dad is bad sure and that's kind of like start and finish you know yeah it is a fascinating story though like do you think that like you think like fifty years from now there'll be like pop culture history studies majors or something? You know what I mean? Like people who study. Like I feel like people will study. Like fifty years ago, people would talk about like the Beatles and stuff. That's part of culture and stuff. But I feel well, like I mean, sort of in the sense that that people study classical music history now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's not like bonkers to think because there's people, there's scholars on Mozart and exactly fucking like Bach. And but like, shit. but that's like I mean of their life and their work and stuff. But I just feel like there's just so much like around the internet. Like, this fucking generation, it's going to be a lot to, like, think about. And, like, this thing with Britney Spears is going to be such a weird I think in general, there's, like, it's going to be interesting to think about, like, all these big cultural shifts. You Mm -hmm. know, like, the big uh, uh, wave of uh, cancel culture or Me Too Mm -hmm. or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. It's not too far-fetched to think that these things will one day be studied in like a textbook. Oh, for sure. Because of like an era that they're shifting, you know, like yeah. like like an era that they're introducing, like an era of more awareness or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, it's not far-fetched to think. That, it's like, funny to think about that. It is a little bit, but I think it's going to be a while. Yeah. Because I can't think of an example of like people studying like, you know, beef. <laughs> 
Other than like political history, I guess I like it. It, it I can't quite think of Marie. No, Marie Antoinette was a political figure. So yeah, she got her head cut off. Yeah, man, just weird to think about like all these things that like uh, what I've been thinking about lately. Like being a millennial and looking back on the things that made up our childhood is so strange now. Like if you were to go back to like fifteen year old John and you were like. Hey, that girl who's super hot on top of the music world, Britney Spears, in like fifty, in like twenty years, her shit's gonna be super fucked up. Hey, that guy who wrote the greatest TV show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Angel and stuff, he's gonna be canceled, and he's a real fucking dick. Uh, has he been canceled yet? He's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like that. This week has been really bad. Oh, yeah, because yeah, like now is now the uh, the Buffy verse people are starting to talk about some shit. Like Charisma Carpenter came out gave a pretty big Instagram post. Oof, she played Cordelia. Michelle Trachtenberg said some stuff as well. Oof. Uh, it's it's bad. But it, it's weird how still unspecific things are. Like, Charisma Carpenter shared, like, what's something that kind of has, I think people have always assumed, but either was never confirmed, was never confirmed, but also, like, didn't realize how bad it was, was that she basically got fired from Angel because she got pregnant. No. Oh. So she shared about a meeting where, like, the first thing Joss asked her was, like, are you going to keep it? Which, like, I could be a, as best case scenario was like a shitty joke worst case scenario was like a real abuse of power and just being a shitty person so that's that's kind of what's been coming out so britney spears is goes bald then goes crazy and then stuff terrible things happen to her uh your favorite tv show writer is like a fucking asshole the the woman who created the most amazing literary world to you is a fucking transphobe the guy person the, the host of the kids say the darnest things has it, done some pretty darned things. Yeah, <laughs> nothing is sacred because to me that's who Bill Cosby was. He wasn't all the darnest things. Yeah, I never he really was watched Con- the yeah. darnest things guy. Yeah, man, he it's was crazy. Like, yeah, it's it, yeah. Like I don't know what I would do if it came out that Tom Hanks was bad in any way, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Zodiac Killer or something. <laughs> Honestly, if he's going to be bad, I'd rather he be fully bad. I'd rather he be like a cannibal who has 37 fucking victims in his basement. Right. As opposed to being like he's an abusive asshole. Like he's just a, can't take it. Everything's bad. All the heroes have fallen. Yeah. But how do you feel about that whole separating the art from the artist thing? Because there's a lot of stuff that we love, dude. Like Louis C.K. Can't watch that shit. Doesn't feel right. Can't watch Buffy and Angel. Fuck. I don't know. The the Louis C.K. thing, I feel like I liked his content and his comedy and the stuff that he created. Mm-hmm. And I can't separate that from him. It's hard, right? But, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you, like, it's, it's, it's the general kind of, like, thing of cancel culture, right? Is somebody's actions worth completely erasing them from your life? Yeah. That's uh, that's your own decision to make. Yeah. It's just hard for me to do. Like I can't like I just can't enjoy it anymore. Well, but but for me it's like because I I, I looked into the Louis C.K. story and everything, mm-hmm. and the the account that made the account that captured my attention most was always Sarah Silverman's, mm-hmm. like her perspective on it, because she was arguably one of the more powerful women. In the scene, can you give me a TLDR on that thing? Something about she, he was fired from that show or something? Was it again with Sarah Silverman specifically? I can't remember the exact thing, but she was basically saying that like it wasn't weird. Like it, it was one of those things where like they were 
close enough that it was. I don't know how to describe it, but, like, but like, he basically did his jerk off in front of her thing to her. Is that what he did? Something like that, yeah. Mm. And and but she didn't feel threatened. She didn't feel like it she was, was just like a rapey like, put that thing. Dick away. <laughs> it was very much like a like that's Louis. Like that's how right. she made it feel. Right. And when I heard that, I was like, that's interesting because then that introduces just context and a lot of like interpersonal relationships that like I can't that. I, as an observer, as a person outside of this circle, cannot possibly understand. Mm. Um, and there were a lot of vagaries in how, how, how like, things like that happen. So, you know, again, like, not supporting anything he did. Yeah. It's just that his case is definitely one of the grayer ones. But, but it's, like, tainted, you know what I mean? Like, in other words, I can't just enjoy it and be like, this is great. I'm enjoying it. I'm like... I'll You're watch something. A fantasy. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like I'm enjoying it, and then like part of my mind is being taken up by like, should I be enjoying it? And all that, just that act alone, is enough to fuck it all up. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm sure if you really look into it, like a lot of the things that you like probably have like holes in it. You sure. Know? Like, <laughs> sure. I don't know. Name a thing. <laughs> sourdough bread. Yeah, sourdough bread. Scott. Got holes. The baker probably fucked it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> damn it. That's why it's so sour. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's 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 tough. Michael Jackson's the example that usually comes up. Right? right? Like, can you still tap your toes to Billie Jean, knowing all the things he's seen? The, I mean, the kid was not his son. <laughs> but they were much more. Yeah. So it's it's things like that where it gets a little bit like... Tricky. Yeah, I, I, I personally don't, don't quite know because I, I can watch Louis and still enjoy it. The thoughts will cross my mind, but you know, whatever. Yeah, sure. Like, can you watch Mandalorian and appreciate Cara Dune? I never did. <laughs> Got it. I was never a big fan of that character. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Oh boy. Yeah, I was just happy that she was getting like big work because she disappeared for a while there, yeah. and then like yeah. But well, again, uh, uh. Sh- she recently made Gina Carano. Sorry, if you, uh, for context, she recently made an appearance on Ben Shapiro's talk show. Ben Shapiro is a real conservative guy, right? Well, I hear his name bandied about. I kind of forget his deal. Yeah, it's it's strange. I think he started out very extreme, and mm-hmm. over the years has kind of like evened out. I think that's kind of what happens to all of them, unless you know they're Rush Limbaugh. Hmm. They kind of start extreme to get the attention, and then they kind of eventually end up somewhere in the middle. No, Rush was they, never in the they middle. They just they just occasionally say except some for the things. middle of his grave. <laughs> they just occasionally say some things he, to make headlines every once in a while. Sure, but yeah, because I, I, I distinctly remember Ben Shapiro for the first few years because constantly having these extreme, extremely divisive views, mm-hmm. and then as of late, I've been seeing his take on things and going like, yeah, that's 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 uh, fair. Maybe you're beginning more. You're leaning. You're trying to lean more right. Oh my god. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're like, oh no, I think he's changing because the stuff he says is starting to make more sense to me. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh no, no, he's definitely <laughs> it's, it's definitely him changing because like even like the shows that he's okay, guesting okay. on and appearing on are becoming are are either going much more to the left or much more to the center. Sure, sure. Um, anyway, what, what did she say on there? Yeah, because you were telling me about this. I, I haven't was... seen all of it, but but she, I mean, she got canceled the, because she. The was... The gist sh- of it is that sh- she doesn't feel justly um, 
She doesn't feel like 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 Dismissed. there was any justifiable reason to cancel her. Okay, and in case you guys are totally out of the loop here, Jane Carano basically, who's the uh, the big tough uh, former MMA star in, in Mandalorian, she her, she was dismissed from the show because she likened being a conservative to being a holo- like a like a Jew during the Did, Holocaust. Okay, but are being those Jewish during the Holocaust? Were those her direct words, or was I don't it know, a picture that she shared? No, see, exactly yeah, those yeah, things yeah. like that. Like it's exactly those things like that where like the details are fuzzy. I know some someone probably knows everything, um, but almost nobody knows anything. Mm. And it's one of those things where it's like all you need to do is hear about it. And your opinion is immediately cemented. And that was like the crux of what she wanted to talk about, which I'm curious to hear about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crux of what she wanted to talk about was that she didn't feel that she was put through a just trial. She feels like she stepped on a landmine and was like unable to like figure out a way for herself to recover from it. Like she was, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Because when I heard her speak about it, it really didn't feel like she's a person that held those feelings. It yeah. really just felt like she was an inquisitive person who was taking an interest in politics. But also don't forget that she's in damage control mode a little bit. So Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Maybe more than one grain of salt there. Um, but I think whether or not the specifics of, of the story line up in her favor or not, there's definitely the running theme in every possible case of this mm. that people are just quick to judge, you know? Like the re- like how you'd have no idea what she actually said or if she actually said that, but you have your judgments placed on her already. It's not your fault. It's just kind of the nature of how these new stories go by. We have no personal relationship with this person. We have no obligation towards them. So all we need to read is a headline to form an opinion. And those opinions stack up and eventually become her getting completely canceled, fired, mm. dismissed, whatever it is. Hmm. Um, and a part of my heart bleeds for that, I guess, because I can understand the perspective of someone just looking at their phone and being confused as to, like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. You know? As opposed to... It's very different from someone who, like, intentionally put something incendiary out into the world. Yeah, but the problem it's is very, that you're talking the difference between like, court of law versus court of public opinion. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the difference of intent from someone that puts something Mm -hmm. out there into the world that is, like, I want someone to read this and believe this, Mm. as opposed to, like, for example, someone that retweets something or someone that likes something. Well, I I found a post that... I found a website that kind of collated her worst thing. So let's see. Mm -hmm. So apparently she's uh, going against pronouns. So... This person tweets at her and says, uh, at Gina Carano, not being coy, what is the hashtag woke world mad at you about? Uh, I'm looking at your tweets. Are they mad that you called two women in UFC fight ladies? Fill a brother in. Then she responds. This is from September of last year. She says, they're mad because I won't put pronouns in my bio to to show support for trans lives. After months of harassing me in every way, I decided to put three very controversial words in my bio. Beep, Beep, bop, and boop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not against trans lives at all. They need to find less abusive representation. Yeah. No, see, it's very fair. Things like that, very, very fair. Like, because she was essentially getting bashed online for not putting her pronouns on her profile. Yeah. And And her whole point was, like, saying, like, why is this the way we're doing this? Like, why is... Why... Can't it just be like, you know, 
do it or don't, as opposed to do it or you're an asshole. Yeah. You know? So when she, so so when she put up the beep bop boop, boop thing or something, yeah, apparently her intention was to just show that, you know, it's silly. She can put whatever no, not really. <laughs> like to, she can put whatever she wants up there. Mm. Okay, like the same way how anyone can put any anything that she wants up there, anything they want up there. Um I don't know. I, I, I just tend to have a lot of a lot more empathy for like people that don't seem like they have any malicious intent and are just trying to figure out how to exist in this media landscape. Because she doesn't seem like somebody that would want to get caught up in this like crazy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she honestly doesn't even seem like a person that knows how to use social media all that well. <laughs> it just kinda it's it seems very much like one. Even when you hear her talk about it, when the the, the brief ten minutes that I watched, you mm. kind of get this very social dilemma um, vibe from it as well. In the sense that, like, you kind of hear that maybe she was swayed the wrong way in, in the beginning mm-hmm. by by certain views and certain pages and certain like uh, 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 promoted videos that she eventually saw. You know, so you're saying that she was in her own little ecosphere, something like that, but. Never completely. Right. Like, I think the opinion that is very easy to form right now is like, oh, she's like a right-wing Fox News nut. When like I, Kevin Sorbo, fuck that dude. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Like, <laughs> it's, it's very easy to think that that's what's happened. Mm. When really, like, I think what's more accurate is that she dipped her toes in something and mm. essentially it mm. blew up. Um, because she is famous. Because she's on a wildly popular TV show. Um, on Disney, um, mm. it's it's just a little scary, unfortunate. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's our stand, right? We don't like cancel culture. I don't like it either. It's weird, it's especially like, when it comes in in such a complex case like this. Yeah. When it feels like someone was being punished for being inquisitive. I mean, I just hate. I just hate how much negative energy there's all around. It's just like yeah. righteous anger is just anger. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. And he, but even if you have to put your righteous anger in the right way. Oh, there's a there's a great BTS song about this. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Talk about Sp- Disney Plus while we're here, though. Speaking speaking of <laughs> but speaking uh, of no, speaking of uh, uh, BTS songs, uh, I recently found out that BTS has a because I just released a song called "I'm Fine." Um, I'm doing just fine, fine, fine. Yeah, and I realized da, da, that BTS has a song da, called da, "I'm Fine" da, as well. Da, da. So that makes it two songs of mine that have the same. Make it right, right? T- yeah, titles as BTS songs. I should just go for all of them. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucking funny, actually. Dionysus is the next one. <laughs> <laughs> what is weird specific one to go with? Because <laughs> it's the weirdest one. Yeah, I can't. Or yeah, that's the weirdest title I can think of. Hey man, if you come up with a song called "Crow Tit," that'd be fucking badass. They have a song called "Crow Tit." Crow Tit. They have a song called Crow Tit. Crow Tit. Yeah. C R O W T I T. Well, it's, it's, I mean, the song's called Bapse, which is a, a translation to a specific kind of bird, which in Korean culture has a specific uh, meaning about like people of higher culture or some shit like that. Got it. Higher social standing. It's a really good song. It's a real fucking. It's on Beat Saber. Got it. I think. Okay. Maybe, um, maybe not. <laughs> You don't have to sell BTS to me. Like I'm, I'm I get it. No, no. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying. I think you. BTS no, I'm me. saying. I think you know the song. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't know any of their songs by name. Yeah. Well, not so well, true. Two. I know like five of their songs by name. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yes. Disney. Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, it's out today. Is it today? I out? think so. Yeah. 
I should know this. Okay, yes, it is out today. Yes, it is out today, 23rd February, but this is coming out tomorrow. It's out yesterday. So it's been out yesterday. It's out, it's, it's out an hour today and yes. your tomo- yesterday. Yes. But Whoa. what's happening today, which hey. is our tomorrow, uh-huh. um, is uh, I'll be performing uh, for like the Singapore launch of nice. Disney+. Plus. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. JJ Lin's going to be there. Ben King's going to be there. That's exciting. going to be there. You've um, been rehearsing for that, right? Yeah. Have you, have you, do you know Nikki Mueller? Yes. She's hosting, right? Yes. You chat to her? No. Tell her I said hi. The entire thing was very separated. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. So Good. I was just testing so your like social I've, distancing. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't even know where she is. Cool. Um, <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's like a, just a fun little thing. It's just interesting to like, okay, and this is like very inside baseball, I guess. But like, it's just, it's just really fun because uh, when we were shooting the promos and mm. all of that for, mm. these, for this thing. Um, we shot it around like the MBS area mm-hmm. and a lot of the Singapore Disney and regional Disney stuff were there Cool to like just monitor the shoot, check it out, give yeah, some yeah, instructions yeah. here and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And it was so, I had a lot of fun talking shop with them. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's so exciting. Like just talking about the shit that we talk about, yeah, 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 yeah. but talking about it with people who are like. Who have like a direct plug into That's it? That's really like, cool. Uh, you know, given probably no control over it. Yeah, yeah, but, but they, they know about it. They think about it all the time. Yeah, I'm but sure. they've got like a direct plug into it. And um, I remember speaking to the. Uh, uh, I remember speaking to the I don't know who, mm. but like one of the head honchos of the thing. Um, and he was talking to me like, oh, so like, what show are you excited about mm. and all that? And I was like, he was I, asking you, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, I mean, WandaVision. yeah. I, I'm, but I, and I just straight up told him that I'm very excited to finally talk about it legally. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And, and no, he he totally understood. He looked at me. and was like, yeah. What else are you gonna do? What you else know? are you gonna do, yeah. motherfucker? He was like, what yeah. else are you gonna do? It wasn't out. So I was like, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing Disney Plus into our lives. Yeah. Um, but it's it's yeah it's here and it's a thing and um, I I'm performing for the thing so catch it tonight if you're watching if you're listening to this today where is it gonna be like, but if you're listening to this <laughs> if you're listening to this on, on a day today. that's not today but how are you gonna know that's not today oh my god figure it out anyway but where is it gonna st- is it like a streaming show is it a live thing Can people I think watch it's it gonna be on like a few channels like Channel Five Channel Eight and Facebook oh shit it's gonna be like things. on TV TV yeah is it gonna be on Disney Plus. Probably. Seems like a wasted opportunity if it's yeah, not. Yeah, it probably is. I don't know. I'm just excited to open the thing. Like I haven't opened the website yet. I'm Me curious too. to see like see, what's there. I just want to see like what they got. <laughs> I wonder if all like the Pixar shorts are there. I want to watch all the Pixar shorts. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen many of those. I think the last one I watched was like a gay one. <gasps> Oh, that gay one's so good. Yeah, the one like the the, the guy who's like his pants are coming to visit. Yeah, he switches turns, bodies with his yeah, dog. And he turns into a gay dog, and then um, it's like a fun little thing. Yeah, that one was good. I think it was this was there was one Pixar, but there was a Disney one about. Uh, was that the first Filipino Christmas, which made me cry? But, but yeah. that that short, the 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 gay dog one, was that like the first full on LGBT like Disney thing? Could be. Because I can't think of another. Could be. I mean, there's the, the the insinuation of that dude from Frozen. Well, yeah, no, but I'm talking about like outright. This is about the gays. Yeah, must like be outright. No questions asked. I mean, this is pretty important. So we should probably. I should probably Google it. I think it, I think it is because I do remember like like you, uh, after watching it, I looked it up, and then sure enough, controversy. When really, like in my head, it's like 
okay. It's called Out, by the way. So. Yeah. Um, not Inside Out. Not well. I mean, if someone watched Inside Out, they're like, I don't see that's the like gay that, agenda. That's like, that's, oh. like, that's like the After Dark version. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> someone watching Inside Out, it's like, oh, I see it. Yeah, joy and sadness are definitely doing it. <laughs> um, Together, they make melancholy. But it's just so weird because, like, it's it's not particularly outstanding as a piece of fiction for like uh, 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 pro LGBT values, mm-hmm. um, because there's been so many more things that come up. But it's significant because Disney made it, mm. and because of that, people were like, ah, oh, da 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 da, you know, all the regular things that your church people would say and all of that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It was really nicely animated, though. It was nicely animated. And it's well done. You know, it's that, it's that whole thing of it Disney where it's sweet. like the story beats are perfect. Yeah, it was sweet. Really learned some shit. Yeah. And it had a happy ending. Spoiler alert. I can't wait to watch Raya. Is that going to come out on Disney Plus? March, right? Or like, are they going to just do that in No, theaters? it's in Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in Singapore, are they going to put it on Disney yeah, Plus? Yeah, we got everything now. It's it's. I think it's the real Disney Plus. I think it is. I would guess so. But then... That's pretty fucking weird to make an Asian thing, but don't show it in Asia. No, no, no. As in, like, they, that they would just release it in cinemas and withhold it on Disney uh, Plus. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that's going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah, but that's in like the U.S. Oh. Where, where they can't go to cinemas. I don't know. Go ask one of your bosses tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> whatever. <laughs> Not that I got that main Get line. That connection, son. I got that connect into the Disney pipeline. Sound check. Sound check. Hey, will someone tell me? Will Raya be out in Disney Plus? Sound check. <laughs> oh, speaking about um, weird connections. Mm. Um, because we missed last week's episode, I'm, I wasn't able to tell you this weird fucking story. Oh, um, I did a gig like two and a half, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, for a, uh, like a, it was like a, a big marketing company. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those like, just, you know, really successful, big marketing companies. That you've never I've, really heard about, I but I don't you know. really know like, like what exactly it is they do, but yeah. I kind of get it. And like, they're, you know, the global big company thing. Yeah, yeah. And they wanted me to perform, um, at a socially distanced event that was going to be live streamed to their global office. Fun. Yeah. Interesting. I, you know, all I knew is that I'm showing up and I'm singing. Cool. Uh, and because it was like a global live stream show, like I had to show up at like fucking six in the morning to e. sound check. And then the performance was at like eight or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but performance happens. I go up to the thing. I, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to get onto the stage. Mm-hmm. And I walk past Matthew McConaughey. Whoa. <laughs> like... That's more than all like, right, all like, right, all like right. Like the real person, Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> like just at a random ass event in Singapore, like, and it was in like the, it was like in the CBD area. That's like, crazy. The, the, the event. And so wait, 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 like he was like what 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 the fuck was he doing there? <laughs> Here's the thing, I don't know. Whoa, mysterious. I don't know what. Maybe he was it's his doing company. There. My theory, because like okay, because I I I went up to do the thing. Um, and I saw him just kind of walking around and sitting in the back of everything. What if it like wasn't him? No, no, <laughs> uh, it was like six hundred percent him. Okay, because I wasn't sure either until like anyway. Yeah. Um. So he he was just kind of sitting there, and then I was just I just couldn't stop staring at the guy, and then I went to perform, and then I kind of ha- I like 
I stayed behind a little bit, even though they would have preferred me to just leave because, yeah. you know, less people, you know, social distance and all makes that. Makes sense, makes sense. Um, but I just kind of st- stuck around because I was curious, like, what is Matthew McConaughey going to do? Is he going to, like, talk, give a speech, like, mm-hmm. give some prizes or some shit? Like, what's happening? He's just like, hanging out. Turns out he's just hanging out. Like, I think it was literally, he's friends of the CEO. Right. And I think that the CEO probably was just pulling, like, a real big dick power move. <laughs> like... It's a pretty big dick power move to just have Matthew McConaughey hang out at your event. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, not even say anything. Not even like, hey, it's me, Matthew McConaughey, telling you that this company is great. It's None of all that. Right. None all of right. That. Exactly. All right. None of that. No Lincoln commercial, nothing. He was literally just sitting there, not even within the audience. He was just, like, sitting in the outskirts. What if he posted about it all? It doesn't seem like it. No, not at all. There's no trace that he was in this country. Which is weird because... And he... it makes it really weird. Yeah, it makes it so weird. There's no trace in this country. I yeah. kept looking, and I couldn't find, like, anyone that took a photo of him or anything like that. And here's the kicker. Yeah. After sticking around for a while after performing, I just couldn't help myself. I had mm-hmm. to, I had to approach the guy. I had to speak to the man. Yeah. Um, and I also just really wanted to like take a photo or something. You <laughs> yeah. know, of course, like, of course. Like, why the fuck not? Would you not want to take a photo? Um, but I, I pussied out. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, I just completely chickened out. Yeah, like, when it comes I to stuff like that, like when it comes to like celebrities or people that I genuinely admire. I never want to take a photo. I kind of just want to shake a, their hand. I have and... a really bad track record of that. Mm. I like. I don't think I have gotten a single photo with... Actually, that's not true. I have a photo of Jackie Chan. There you go. But I didn't ask for it. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't have taken it if the person I took the photo with didn't like... Right, insinuate. Wasn't like, that yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just can't be that person. I can't be the, like, you must take a picture with me right now. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't bring it to like impose that onto him. He would like... The moment, like, I even considered entering his fear, his like general area, his, yeah, his orbit, his McConaughey, yeah, air, McConaughey air, yeah my, yeah, my 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 body just seized McConaughey, like he he's just too famous, yeah, yeah, yeah. too famous, like yeah. it's just too much, you know, like it's 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 a kind of fame that that transcends commercials or movies yeah, or he's all a that. Star, he's like in your consciousness level, yeah, kind yeah, yeah, of yeah, like yeah. famous. You know, like, those people that you occasionally dream about that are, like, really famous? Like, it could be a specific celebrity you're obsessing over mm. or, like, a, 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 a public figure that you relate to very strongly. Mm-hmm. And they occasionally will appear in your dreams, that kind. I think okay. he's probably that person to some people. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> to, like, a significant amount of people. Yeah. And when you're that level of famous, you just... Don't take pictures of them, you know? I don't know why. I just didn't. I couldn't do it. I had my phone in my hand. I, I was like a, a healthy one meter away from him. I, I mean, spoke to him. It was also probably frowned upon. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because, I mean, if it, it seems like it's a secret. So even talking about it here, it's just like, whoa, I feel like dangerous. No, because there were people taking pictures there. How come no one's posting it? Like, I googled Matthew McConaughey Singapore, and there's no fucking... Well, I, I maybe articles I don't know. or nothing like that. I don't know. Like, as in, they were taking company pictures, like event pictures and stuff. So it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, don't tell people he's here. Sure, sure, sure. Thing. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was just strange. That was very strange. It's uh, it sounds like a fake thing that happened, but it really did, and I have no evidence of it. <laughs> and <laughs> should have been like. I also get older while they stay the same age, uh, Mr. McConaughey. 
I kind of regret not not even just like turning my video on when I went to speak to him, so at least I would have that. Like a creeper, Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah, like a sting been, operation. That would have been worse. It's terrible. Yeah. No, okay, so I was gonna tell you that the crazier, the craziest part about that story mm. is that I kid you not, on that day, on that day that I just happened to see Matthew McConaughey. With no co- subtext or context, by the way, mm-hmm. like this was not prefaced to us in any way. No one at any point of the organization of the event to the planning of the logistics mm-hmm. to the giving us of the program ever mentioned McConaughey. I'm telling you, it wasn't him in any of it. I'm telling you, it was just a white dude. <laughs> it's ju- it was just some. D- his name was Fred. <laughs> he works in HR. It was him. I spoke to him, and he pulled his mask down and everything. And like for a moment, like God's face shone upon me. <laughs> But yeah, I just couldn't do it. But anyway, the weirdest thing about oh, it was thanks, that my, on thanks, that man. day, when I had to wake up at like five o'clock. That, wait, sorry, that was not the that was not the weirdest part of the story. Okay, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that day, on uh, at six, uh, 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 I had to wake up at five to to be at like a six a.m. sound check. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Woke up at the crack of fuck, barely slept. Mm. Looked at my phone because that's just kind of like habit, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I opened Instagram, and one of the f- like literally the first or second post that I saw was on this account that I follow called The Film Zone. Okay. It's, I don't know if you follow it. It's no. an excellent account that just shows like clips of movies, of actors, okay. of performances. It it celebrates cinema and and specifically acting. That's pretty cool. And okay. occasionally like filming techniques. Follow it right now. It's very, you know, it's kind of basic bitch, but it's very, very interesting. It's, it's nice to like see. Anyway, the post on that day just happens to be Matthew McConaughey <laughs> in Interstellar and his kind that that scene where he's like you know receiving that message Murf. and yeah. everything and breaking down. Yeah, I, wa- I watched that a couple of, like a month yeah. ago. So good. And like literally, that was like one of the first things that I saw on that day when I woke up. It was almost as if I willed him into existence. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it, but it just felt so fucking weird because he was one of the first things that I saw when I woke up that day. I very groggily went over to the performance venue. And then, like, two hours later, he's just standing there. Maybe that's just how advanced the fucking Instagram algorithm is. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like... Okay, it knows. Nathan Hartono and Matthew McConaughey are going to be in the same vicinity. So let's just... Yeah, let's like, you know. Matthew McConaughey woke up. He's like, who's this little Asian guy singing a song? Look at them three paintings uh, behind him. Uh, man, I really right. wish I recorded right. it somehow or, like, asked my manager to, like, hey, can you, like, just take some photos of me talking to him from a distance or something? It was just, uh, so I, I can't believe you never entertained the fact of asking him to come on this podcast. <laughs> just come on. Come over. Man. Come it's on, almost man. as if, like, 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 mega celebrities have some kind of, like, EMP field around them that causes, Oof. like, brains to shut down. Right. <laughs> anyway. What's the biggest celebrity I've been closest to? Ed Sheeran was pretty cool. We wanted to watch that. Yeah. That was pretty close. I would say that he's like now my the most famous person that I've been the closest to. Yeah. You interviewed him. So that's pretty fucking close. Who? Ed Sheeran. Oh, no, no. I'm still talking about Matthew, oh, McC- Matthew like, McConaughey. Dude, Ed Sheeran, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey wins every time. In I don't terms know, man. Of, in terms of the level of fame. In terms of like stock price and all that, maybe that's different. The way, yeah. But in terms of like... Global um, recognition. Even that's weirdly arguable. Yeah. But I would say in terms of like just iconicness. Number of movies they've been in. Because, you know, I tell you Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And I'm like, I love him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But when I say Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Like that's just a different level. <laughs> that's fair. You know. Um, that's fair. 
But oh man, who else? Oh, it's it's quite fun to think about. Yeah, I did interview Ed Sheeran. I forgot that happened. Did I ever tell you that I stole Paris Hilton's straw? Why? It wasn't me. I mean, okay, no, not why, but how? (laughs) 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 I don't care why. Uh, We were. I was. This is when I was in college in L.A. And me and my roommates were at this random cafe. Beverly Hills, somewhere, somewhere Melrose, I think. Right, and it was just weird. It was like an empty cafe. It was two tables were filled. It was us and her, and we were just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then she left, and we we're like, "I guess we're gonna take her straw." And then we took her straw, put it in a Gatorade bottle, and just what does she look like? In she she looks exactly like how she looks on TV, like not smaller or anything. No, Isn't no, that like maybe taller, actually, uh, even because that was one thing. Matthew, Matthew McConaughey is short, no large. Ta- oh, okay, like large. Really? Like the size of like a f- like a like a WWE fighter or something. He's that big. He's pretty damn big. Sorry, he, was, he was at least like a head taller than I was. Mm-hmm. At least a head taller, and just that general white person thickness, you know. Yep, just that farmer. Oh yeah, he's one point eight two apparently. One point eight two only. Mm. That can't be right, really. That's what it says here. Yeah. Because I'm 181. Now, why did he seem so tall? Because he glowed. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, or, again, it wasn't him. Or maybe because I was just cowering. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Matthew. <laughs> he, seemed, he seemed gigantic. Because you, you knelt before him. <laughs> <laughs> just subconsciously. Um, just, like, yeah, just like an Asian dude, just like, uh, just bowing your head in reverence. It's so funny. I do. Uh, he, uh, he specifically said to me, like, um, he, um, didn't, he no. didn't expect my voice from that face. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a good thing. Eh, it sounded like a good thing. What was he expecting? It definitely had a tone of a compliment, so just I'll like, take it. Hello, <laughs> I'm No, I'm going to sing yeah, song. Was, I mean, like, <laughs> realistically, he probably has no idea what the fuck Singapore is. Took a private jet here to get out of the U.S. And yep. was like, look at that Asian boy. And he's like, hi, I'm Nathan. Hey, he speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you had to do quarantine? you think you had to do... Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Two weaker thing. Like chances, I don't know how. That's the thing. That was the other thing. Like I was like, how the f- how how yeah. are you here? How can you pop? You can't pop in. Yeah. Two week holiday. I guess. I'm really starting to think, am I going to get in trouble for talking about this? But I won't because I didn't sign like a non disclosure agreement. Yeah. Plus for Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> we could be lying. You don't know. <laughs> that is true. No, but like legitimately, I don't think it's it's an issue because like. No one at any point said, "Don't tell anybody Matthew McConaughey was here." And like, I would think that if that's a concern, you would make it known very yeah. quickly. And no one said that, so you know it's fine. This feels like the part in pitch meeting where it would go dang, and then a news article would pop up: <laughs> Matthew McConaughey arrested because <laughs> of Nathan Hartono. I didn't know he could speak English," says McConaughey. <laughs> 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 oh shit. No, oh. I'm, try- I'm trying to cycle through my head now. Like, who's the most famous person that I've met outside of him? Like, met though. Yeah. yeah. Like, and like, I don't mind like kind of like low key humble bragging about stuff like this because it doesn't actually matter. Like, I have no place in their <laughs> lives. <laughs> like, you know, there's a lot of things that happen. It's and very it- sad to think that like they have this significant like, chapter in yeah, my life. They're a feature in our lives. Yeah. And then t- to them, like, I, I, w- I was, like, reporter number six. I seem to have this recurring thing where I think I'll see someone or, like, someone next to me will think they see one, but I don't see them. 
You know what I mean? Or like I miss them or I don't believe them or something. Mm. Like for example, I'm trying to think back now because I think I've blocked all this stuff. Like because right. I lived in New York and LA, so it's it happens, right? Yeah. Like my brother said he saw Scarlett Johansson while we were walking through Soho. Yeah. I think I saw Justin Timberlake and Jessica Beale in a movie theater in New York. Like they were going up the escalator and I was going down. I think that happened. Yeah. On my birthday, I think I, my brother says he thought he saw Beyonce. You know, it was my brother most of these times, I just realized. <laughs> the Scar like, Joe, and then my brother said he saw Beyonce and Jay-Z a at, a, at a hotel bar we were at. Um, but yeah, very few that I've seen with my own eyes. Jet Li, I saw him in L.A. Carrot right. Top, I saw in L.A. <laughs> and in Vegas. I haven't so. had a lot of um, o- like overseas sightings, mm-hmm. but I do remember one. In New York, mm-hmm. I was in Italy. I forgot where that is. Flatiron District, yeah. around the Flatiron District, and shit, you know that's not- an, that's Mario Batali's place, right? See, also canceled. Ooh, is it? Yeah, Oof. pretty sure. No, is it not? I don't think it is. You're thinking of Marza, Italy. It, doesn't, doesn't he do both? I think Italy is owned by that guy on MasterChef. I'm not sure. Anyway. Uh, not important. Truly, not important. Truly not important. No one cares or knows what we're talking about. People are like saying, why are they saying Italy weird? Uh, yeah, And anyway. Italy's in Italy, dumbasses, is what they're saying. Um, I was at Italy in the Flatiron District in New York, mm-hmm. and deadass, I just saw Katie Holmes. That's cool. And this was like Tom Cruise face, Katie Holmes. So that that it was, time? The same time? Yeah, was like really? Seeing, it was like seeing a unicorn. Um, wow. Like, or that era. That era. It would have been afterwards, Holmes. I'm pretty sure. Really? This was like... When you were in Boston? No, no, no. This Bef- was a while ago. Oh. This was... Oh, then possible. Yeah, this was a while ago. Actually, when did she divorce Tom Cruise? Uh, it feels like it would be after 9-11. So was it before or after 9-11? <laughs> it was after 9-11. Okay. <laughs> but before Boston. Okay, there's before a pretty Boston. good time window there. So, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I saw Katie Holmes. And it was her. 100%. Like, mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind it, it was, was her. Her. It was her. Yeah. I see her just kind of walk. And then um, I was like, oh, that's Katie Holmes. We're walking in opposite directions, but that's Katie Holmes. And mm-hmm. then I walk for like another like five seconds and immediately go like, I think I'm going to try like snap a sneaky picture of Katie Holmes. <laughs> I turn around. She's gone. Like a ghost. It like some kind of fucking like Scientology hole opened in, this, in, the, in, in the floor and like whoosh, Wow. You know, pneumatic tube just sucked her up or something. I have genuinely... She disappeared. I have no idea, like, how the fuck. You it, ran after her. Like, it was just five seconds from me seeing her to turning around to wanting to catch a second glimpse. I don't know if I wanted to take a picture, but I just wanted to but get a sure, second glimpse. Yeah, get a, yeah. I wanted to get I turned around and she was gone. That's crazy. And I remember distinctively, like, thinking in that moment, like, holy shit, like, are, like, super famous people, like, ninjas? Like, is it that... would have to be. Yeah. Like, is that, like, a skill set that you just kind of need to have? Like, just... Poof, Glasses and a and a hat, you know. Yeah, they divorced in twenty twelve, by the way. Which honestly, I wouldn't have guessed. I would have guessed yeah, no, much that was probably not Tom Cruise era. Yeah. Katie Holmes, but it was Katie Holmes, right? <laughs> Man, but yeah, that was that was that was one of the like overseas ones. I don't think I ever saw another famous person in in the U.S. Uh, other than Anderson Cooper in Boston, but he was in Boston for like, what a silver fox bad reasons. <laughs> Oh, oh. Yeah, he was, like, <laughs> he was covering the bombing for like a month straight. So like, yeah. was like oh, there's Anderson. Just, and there, right and like the, the first few weeks it was like, oh my God, he's so beautiful. And then the third week it's like, oh, what the fuck happened this time? <laughs> oh, no. Because he was just always there. Because like there was just a hot spot for like a solid like three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man. Oh, you know, I'm excited to record this week because I feel like when there's, when I, when I don't, when I don't have anything to recommend, 
and we record the podcast, I feel kind of sad. Like I just Why? feel like I feel good recommending stuff to people. It feels good to me. Okay. And now I have two amazing things to recommend to people. Whoa. One is the movie we watched last night. That was fucking great. Thank you for yes. bringing that into my life. Yes. That movie stuck with me. I've been thinking about it like the whole time. It's the ending was interesting. Yeah. Like at the moment, like I kind of interpreted it one way, like the moment they presented it to me, I was like, oh, cool. That's a nice way to end the movie. But like afterwards, it made me just more. think about the movie as a whole. It yeah. just made me like recontextualize like how this character has been, yeah, yeah, his yeah, behavior. It's like you don't like, see beyond what... Anyway, the movie we're talking about, though, is called Kid Detective. Yeah. It stars Adam Brody. Adrian, Adrian Brody? Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Fucking good. It's yeah. about this guy. It's such a such a perfect premise. Like, it sounds so great. It's one of those things, like, I wish I thought about that. Yeah. It's about a guy who, when he was uh, 12 years old, was like one of those kid detectives, like Harriet the Spy, Nancy the Hardy Drew. Boys, Nancy Drew, just like quirky little kid who tries to discover who stole the fundraising money, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then we, in this movie set when he's like in his early 30s, he's a complete washout, still yeah. has a detective agency, but like, you know, doing bullshit oh, things. Like, also, you, you missed out on a fairly unspoilery detail, I mm-hmm. think, of that uh, at some point when he was a kid detective, someone in his town legitimately went yeah. missing. Yeah, like the big case that like yeah. kind of like was like his last case was yeah. like someone a, a, went, a girl going missing that he was unable to... Someone went missing and, and essentially haunting. like um, he felt this burden yeah. because he was a kid detective. In storytelling terms, uh, in script writing terms, that's his ghost. Yes. His ghost is being unable to find her. Yeah. And like the movie, it, it walks this perfect balance between comedic, even I would even say suspenseful, uh, who done it? It's fucking great. It's very satisfying, yeah. and the collision of these worlds of like the whimsical and the real, and like how everything plays out is fantastic. It was um, hilarious. Oh, I loved, such like, a good movie. There were some very good jokes in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> like, good. I don't know why, but one of the and this isn't a spoiler because it has nothing to do with the plot. One of like the jokes that stuck with me the most like was a visual gag mm. of him like pulling stuff out of the jacket. Oh yeah, and it, yeah I, I don't know why that was so funny to me. It was just like it was an unnecessary little like. Oh yeah, I I, I can't explain it. I don't that know. That makes why. sense. Something about the going back to it was funny. You yeah, know? like that. It's a, uh, uh. <laughs> you know, like, something about that was just like inherently like just gutturally funny to yeah, me. Yeah, that was great. I remember but, that yeah. part. Uh, so yeah, please go watch that. It, it was good though, and it, it, in my you know, of course, obviously, after you watch a movie like that, you do some research, or at least I do, mm-hmm. go on IMDb, see what's on YouTube, see what people are saying, and mm-hmm. like the, someone, I forgot who it was. I think it was someone on Reddit pointed out that there seems to be, uh, a, as millennials, mm-hmm. which I am a part of, I guess, are starting to get to the age where they can produce their movies, raise funds, and cre- tell these stories. Yes. There seems to be like some kind of zomb- subgenre creeping up of like millennial angst. Yeah. So like, there's that movie. There's also um um. It's like the lady, young women. It's like the Lady Bird promising young women. Yeah, that kind of vibe. Uh, Saint uh, Jude. I haven't seen that one. Saint Mary. What's it called? Saint something. Uh, yeah, that kind of genre of angsty, relevant, yeah. culturally, yeah, like on the pulse kind of cinema. But like about about just people in their thirties who were like taught that they were going to be the shit. That they were going to be that they had a promising future and being let down by everything, culture, right. the government, whatever you want to say. Right. It's really interesting, and yeah. it, it it fits it to a T, and it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's fascinating. I really, 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 really like that movie, and it's funny because um, tight script, very tight script. Because a couple of days before we watched that movie, I'm like, I just watched the best movie of the year, and that's another movie I want to recommend. So like between the two, I'm like, 
I love that we have these two movies now. Uh, the year's just getting started. Yeah. COVID stopped nothing. Nice try. <laughs> uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which right. you still haven't seen yet. I have not seen it yet. Oh, my God. It's so good. I'm so glad this movie came out because um, I was watching Chicago 7. and um, oh, so, so Judas and the Black Messiah is about Fred Hampton, one of the uh, leaders of the Black Panther Party in the mm-hmm. 70s. Uh, 60s, and uh, just what happened to him. I mean, I guess from the title, you can kind of guess what happened to him, if you yes. don't know your history even. Yes. But it's such an amazing look at these two people. Uh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya plays Fred Hampton, who is the the, the messiah in that Kaluuya. story. Kaluuya. Kaluuya is the alcohol. The, yeah, they're both chocolatey and delicious. <laughs> da- is it Ken- Daniel Kaluuya? Kaluuya. Sorry, yeah. Daniel Kaluuya plays Fred Hampton. Uh, and it's amazing because Fred Hampton, he was like the chairman of the of the Black Panther Party in Chicago, and he gave the most amazing, passionate, articulate, fiery speeches. Like you can see some mm. on YouTube, and it fucking like gets you going. Right. Like I'm, I also want to kill the man, <laughs> kind of type <laughs> shit. And and he was 21, like at the time, he was right. very, very young, and right. it was amazing. The portrayal is amazing. And then the Judas in this story is a guy named Bill. Uh, the, 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 no, I wish <laughs> someone should Judas his ass. Um, Played by Lakeith Stanfield, ah. Bill Bill something. His very white guy name, yeah. and just how kind of like Wait, white guy name. Yeah, the the character the oh, right, no the, yeah, sorry Lakeith Stanfield is like as black as you can get. The <laughs> character's name. I was like controversial, but I guess okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's no, one's what gonna, no one can say this anything. Is what I'm saying this is just my opinion. <laughs> uh, w- Bill William O'Neill is the character he right. plays. Okay, and it's just about how uh, Crack Damon Jesse Plemons character kind of gets him to infiltrate the Black Panthers and, like, do that shit. It's fucking great, dude. It's really, 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 like really Uncle good. Tom Bim and all that. Yeah, exactly. Got it. But, like, it's such an interesting look into the emotional journey of those both those characters. And because the character of Fred Hampton, the, the person Fred Hampton, was such a fiery orator, that you have these amazing, like, monologues, basically. Ooh. Like, he just goes on and on. And he so it's like it. a real... Like it's a real like actor movie. Oh yeah, it's a real actor movie. It's like real like Oscar bait kind if of. If like. both these dudes are not nominated or and one of them wins, I will be fucking very Got very it. surprised. Got it. I'll check um, it out. I don't want to overhype it though, but definitely worth a check out. I like these kind of movies. Like I always know what I'm going to get, mm-hmm. and I always know exactly what I'm going to see, and because of that, it makes me less incentivized to see them. Mm-hmm. But. At the same time, I also know that when I do finally get around to seeing them, they're going to be very powerful. Yes. Because there's a reason why people are gravitating towards them. So even though in my brain I kind of like have this rough idea of like, oh, yeah, it's like based on a true story, historical empowerment, all these things. Mm-hmm. Like my brain is like painting by numbers as, as, as you're describing the plot. Yeah. But I know for a fact that chances are if I see this, I'm going to shit fucking tears and it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt me <laughs> real deep. It's super well made, and it's it's amazing because the person who directed this is a first time director, like legit. Rich. Same with uh, the Kid Detective. Yeah, huh? First time director, and like both of these films are like so very well assured. Like like the shots they make and like, the sure choices they make is like, yeah, you get it. You know mm-hmm. how to make films. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. <sighs> um, there's one on my want to watch list, mm-hmm. so I, I wouldn't call this a recommendation. But speaking about Black Panthers. Uh, I really want to watch this new movie on Netflix called uh, The White Tiger. Mm, what's that about? It's a Hindi movie. Interesting. But it is completely in English. Interesting. But it was produced in India, I believe. Okay. It's like a Netflix original movie mm-hmm. uh, produced in India. I don't know any of the actors in it other than Priyanka Chopra, but she's not like a main character or anything. Priyanka Jonas. Um, pr- sorry, Priyanka Jonas. <laughs> um, but it's... It seems to be a movie about a like someone very low in the caste system. Okay. 
like essentially a driver mm-hmm. and how he becomes something called the white tiger. Oh, I hope he becomes a ninja. <laughs> I just that's it's, what I it's, that it's, is what I want to see. It seems like a mix of Slumdog Millionaire mm-hmm. meets Narcos. Meets okay, my next guess was something drug related. Yeah, I, but that's I don't know. It's, I'm just I'm just giving you like color palette aesthetics. Right, right. Kind Let's of just thing. watch it. But I have no idea. It seems really really fun. It's uh, not fun, but it seems really like deep. good. It okay. seems very deep. Okay, because it's about you know class. It's about like climbing the ladder. It's about like family drama. It's about probably someone getting hit by a car at some point. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Um, But I don't really have any recommendations because I've had a pretty intense... uh, Yeah, sleep is your recommendation. few weeks. You've had some sleep. Um, Yeah. I I can't think of anything that I've seen that is new. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Since we talked about it, we haven't really got a chance to. Uh, Attack on Titan, which I'm now watching week to week, is fucking great. Have we have we not spoken about this on the show? We had, we talked about the show, but we haven't talked about how well. At least I am now watching it week to week. Yeah, and uh, I was my I, I'm watching it week to week too. We, we're both there. Yeah, yeah. Because I had a buddy come over earlier, Luke, and we were talking about the nature of shows and stuff. He was talking about how it, it, it totally makes sense that is that Netflix is starting to produce shows that's like effectively white noise, where they put like a shit ton of content, but nothing really happens. Like um, what you call the Cecil Hotel one? The what it right. is, it's just like that. It's like yeah, right. Oh my. God, there's so many of these things now. I really, really wish. I I hope someone puts up like a website that will show you what which shows to just like, not even fucking waste your time on. Yeah, I but, know there's something called Decider.com or whatever. No, but the but, point is that like I I didn't think it was that bad. I don't think it was that great. This particular show. No, okay. and I knew all about uh yeah Le- whatever her name is Elena Elena Wang. No, that's a f- actress. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird because that's exactly what I was going to say. Elisa Lam. Yes. Yeah. Uh, dude, uh, I watched a little bit of that because mm-hmm. I was genuinely curious. Mm-hmm. And it's a case that, you know, everyone knows about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again. If you don't, though, fucking check this shit out. Everybody knows about it. Yeah. But it takes them like three episodes to get to the part where like everybody's already caught up with. Yes. So that's annoying. But also what was even more annoying was that it seems like the first three episodes were just repeats of themselves. The same thing. That's exactly what they're saying. So that's what Luke was saying. It's very strange. That they're doing it on purpose though. It's Because they up. know that people could put it on in the background. It's, so. I, yeah, but still it's fucked up because like that can go for Anything, anything goes in the background, but like it's your job to like make it interesting nope. because I was legitimately invested in that. Mm. And then, and I remember feeling so cheated into the towards the end of the second episode. I literally just like went like, wait, I feel like I just saw like six or seven things that I saw in the previous episode. Yep. What the fuck is That's exa- this? Dude, you're describing exactly what Netflix is ch- yeah. purposely doing. It's like, what the fuck is it? And then I felt like hurt. I felt really like, I felt cheated. Imagine I felt like someone betrayed me. Having the exact same experience, but only giving 60% of your intention. <laughs> attention. Yeah. And that's what they're going for. I know. It's just that like, White and, and I get it. And I get it. It's just that I chose to, because I, lo- I love like, you know, mysteries. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I chose to ga- give that show my undivided attention. And... Towards the not end rewarded. of the second episode, I was not just not rewarded. I was slapped in the face. <laughs> like, I was like, holy shit. Like, I was, I was like, like, this was the only window I had open. <laughs> oh, that's sad. See, luckily, I was editing photos. I was so I upset. Was, I was, like, doing exactly what they wanted me to do. I was editing photos, doing laundry, all that stuff. And it was actually okay. Like, that's why podcasts exist. 
You this know, is like, a vi- that is like a video podcast. I know, but like again, it's a video. Someone is slaving over the eyes. edit. Yes, yeah, true. Someone is like spending time figuring out which second to cut and when to put in that footage. And 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 now but, his job seems sad. But I think it's it's exactly right. It's very it's almost nefarious that they're just like, all right, we're gonna produce this content, and edit it in such a way that people can only. Can give sixty because can you imagine if people are like were watching stuff in the background stuff you had to pay attention to that would be pretty frustrating too. I mean that's why CW that's shows exist. Sure, like those shows are essentially like the split down the middle, you know, of like put it on in the background, yep. except you know maybe towards the last five minutes of the episode, then you can like start really watching things like that. You know, yeah. Sorry, this was a really roundabout way to say that. That's why I'm loving this is this whole thing is exactly why I'm loving Attack on Titan. Because that is a tight yeah. 26 minutes of, yeah. like, you pay attention, yeah. and it's fucking great. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's effort. <laughs> Especially because they're in the last season, and you can tell that they're pulling out all the stops. Oh, yeah. Like, they've got, like, all the animators on board or something. Like, or they're using... Like, I don't know what it is. Are they using thinner pencils they changed or something? The, they changed animation studios. Oh. For this season. Wow. Yeah. I don't, yeah, but I was like, are they using, like, thinner the pens thinner or pencils. something? There's so many details in, like, the in, in every in every frame. And it's drop dead gorgeous. And also, like the thing I appreciate the most about Attack on Titan so far is that it feels like they've been given the time and space to tell the story that they want to tell. Yeah. So, like, because this is one why, dude. It's yeah. one dude. Like, while I while I sympathize with the people that were like following week to week from day one, and how frustrating it probably would have been, especially during that, <laughs> well, that five, four, year five year five years. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> um, it's also very exciting for like the bingers, you know. Yeah. That they're going to have all of this and it's going to be tight and it's going to be so well structured because like there were parts of Titan before season, before the final season, Mm -hmm. season five, four, five, four, before. Yeah. There were parts of Titan before season four came along. Like there were sections of of season one, sections of season two and sections of season three where I was always just kind of like, meh, eh. You know, but but it pays, pays off. off. It pays the fuck off, and yep. like that just goes to show, right? Like sometimes <clears throat> even we don't know. Like yep. so it sometimes it really just is about like giving the artist that chance mm-hmm. to like tell the story. Can you imagine with studio interference, like how much be bad. worse off we would so bad. be? You know, we'd be stuck at the wall for like four fucking years, as yeah. opposed to actually like expanding the world. But and you know, it's like it's rare. That I would say this because I'm a big fan of binging stuff. Mm-hmm. But if 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 you gave me like an Attack on Titan, okay, maybe not once a week, but like if you gave me like <laughs> once every two days, I think it's a pretty good pace to take. Because <laughs> like it, because this is there's two things that's, exactly. That's two kind things. of how I binge shows, right? So you kind of you were able to force yourself to do that. I can't. I'm just like go. <laughs> um, there's two things in my life where like I've gotten to the end of it or caught up to it and just immediately started over. Right. The first was first is um. Uh, How to Talk to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell because mm-hmm. it's such a good book and I listened to the audio book and it's so great and so dense that I really want to take it all in. Mm-hmm. Uh, recommended it still. And then the second was Attack on Titan. I literally caught up and I'm like, let's start over. And I'm like, oh my God, look how many of these things I missed. Ooh. Look how this white guy is actually this white guy and this can is what I, happened to that I, white guy. Can I ask guy. you, um, first half of season three, worth checking out? Yes. Again? Yes. yes. Okay. Because and I'm not proud of this. Like I, for, I, I forgot where I left off, mm-hmm. and I thought I le- I left off at like season. To be fair, yeah. Of all the things, the like the eras, the 
that's probably the most skippable. It's the most skippable, right? Because I'm realizing, like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, I missed nothing. Like, I watched the recap. And it fleshes out. What, what you're missing is the fleshing out of Levi and Mikasa. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Levi has, like, that side character that got it. Kenny! Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. Because I skipped it because, like, I, I, I was like, I just want to get to the final season. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I realized, like, oh, fuck. Okay, and the sec- like the <laughs> season three part two is fucking, like, amazing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because, and That's like a movie. Yeah. Season three part two was so exhilarating that I didn't feel like I needed to, like, I, I, I it legit felt like season three part one was almost inconsequential, even though I'm sure it wasn't. It just felt no. Like, I'm trying to figure out what exactly was in because it continues. Could be it. Like you could, you could go from the second half of season two straight into the second half of season three, and it makes perfect sense, like chronologically. No, I think you might because yeah, because they kind of like again, they kind of like they took a little bit of a break and they fleshed out the mythology, like all that shit with Historia. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, there was, and there was like some crystal mountain palace thing. I have no idea. Anyway, I'll, <laughs> I should check it out. Yeah. Um, no, I think you should just watch it from the beginning again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I've watched it from the beginning twice already. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. This show has been around for a long time. <laughs> the, their music is so good. <laughs> and I like this season. At first, I was. I remember when I opened season four for the first time and the theme song starts up and it's just like an attack of bongos. Uh-huh. I forget Attack on Titan. This is Attack of Bongos. Yeah. But that's how it always is, you know. Whenever, whenever like a theme changes that you're familiar with, like you're always gonna be like, eh. like people, people used to hate the theme. Now, the one that's gonna, that's probably playing underneath right now as we're wrapping up the episode. Hey. People used to not like it's it. Good stuff. Chances are, it's grown on you. It's good stuff. You know, that's just kind of how it works. Then we'll is change it, good? it. Is it bad? It's probably neither. We'll it's change not. it. You'll be like, what's this? Yeah, I'm it like, is what it is. Eventually, it's gonna change. You're gonna hate it too. And then, yeah, let's 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 change it now. Let's write the the good hangout tro song. Okay, all right. I think it should be in the key of E. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Ready? Yeah. Everybody, thanks for the hang. Thanks, 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 thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. Oh, I think it's we're going into. <laughs> I think we're getting to Titan territory. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> hey, that was pretty good. All right, I enjoyed that. That's the new outro theme. Nice. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You're thank the best. Say goodbye. You're the best. Uh, and we'll be back again uh, next week, unless we're not. <laughs> you are the best. Thanks for the hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang.